The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, The Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then he said to all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit himself? The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, we're, we're in this little uh, time of the season of, of Lent. It's called the porch of Lent. We've not yet uh, entered the house, as it were. So we have an opportunity the, uh, these next few days, right? We're Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, prior to Sunday, where we have to give ourselves to the work of penance. We don't fast on Sundays. That is the commemoration, chief commemoration of of the Lord's victory over death, his resurrection, uh, we ought not fast on Sundays. Okay, I, look, I see those looks of skepticism, okay? Sundays are for Sundays, you know? Ice cream Sundays, Sundays are for Sundays. Okay, we ha- the short porch of Lent gives us an opportunity to, to really commit to our Lenten penances, knowing that there'll be a bit of relief, right? It's already on the horizon, yeah? And... We can then jump in uh, the deep end next week, okay, and get the, get the entire week of making ourselves miserable, right? So we can, no, that's not the point. That's not the point, okay, but we are committing ourselves. Now, the passage here gives us some sense of fasting, yeah, fasting, and not, not only, you know, what it is, what it means, but also what it's, what, what it's intended to produce in us, okay, so Jesus says, you have to, we must, he must deny himself. So if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself. Okay, that's what he says. As a, as a matter of first importance, he's putting it there. He must deny himself. Okay, so do we deny ourselves? This is a, this is a big question for us. And maybe we experience it uh, in a special way in Lent because we're going to say, I'm, I'm going to deny myself this particular thing or these particular things. Or I'm going to deny myself, say, more generally, I'm not simply going to give in to my desires and, and reach out in satisfaction for this thing or that thing, whatever. And so we recognize when we say, I'm going to deny myself, wow, I really don't ever do this. I really don't ever deny my. Am I the only one? Yeah, I, okay, I don't care, okay? I'm <laughs> I really don't ever do this. It's like uh, any desire pops up, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. I have it at my fingertips, right? I mean, I have have everything on my phone, yeah? I mean, it's probably 45 minutes away. The delivery on the hill here in Bhutan is, you know, not all, is a bit spotty, you know, but I can get anything in 45 minutes, you know, just give me the, give me the phone, I'll do it. Okay, this is it. Do we ever deny ourselves? Do we ever deny ourselves? Jesus is saying it's a matter of first importance. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself. Take up his cross daily. And fall. So anyway, we can break that apart. I'll say, I want to keep, I always want to hold it together, but we'll break it apart. Deny ourselves. We have to be prepared to deny ourselves. If we're not prepared to deny ourselves, we're not prepared to follow Jesus. Yeah, and when he says, again, okay, then take up your cross daily 
and follow me. Okay, this is, this is not, right, they didn't have this, right? They didn't, they didn't walk into, into church and see Jesus crucified and think about the crucifixion as primarily something that's happened to Jesus, and then, you know, we can follow him in faith. And right. No, they just knew it as the instrument of torture and execution that it was, the instrument of shame that it was, right? Being, being whipped and stripped naked and carried across and, and get up there and die of asphyxiation. And, you know, it's, it's a horrible, torturous death. And that's what they would have heard when Jesus said this. And it would have made almost no sense to them. Yeah, except that they knew he was asking them to do something that was unimaginable. Okay, so, and, okay, now, why is he asking them to do something unimaginable? Because the world, even, even for them, right, the, the world has to be turned inside out. So it's not like, okay, I'm going to follow Jesus. Okay, he's, this comes right after Peter's declaration of Jesus' messiahship in the Gospel of Luke. I'm going to follow Jesus. You're the king, which means that as we go and you are installed as king, I'm going to be kind of like a king. Right? I'm going to eat like a king. I'm going to live like a king. I'm going to have the comforts and pleasures of a king, the power of a king. Because, you know, we're friends, and, and I bought in early, okay? So I'm going to get the benefits of that. And, he, and what Jesus says is immediately, as soon as Peter says, you're the king, he sa- immediately he says, you have to deny yourselves, take up your cross, and follow me. Right? So you, instead of this being, you know, the fulfillment of your life, Actually, on your terms and the worldly terms, this means death for you. Yeah. And then once we embrace that, now we're going to have access to real life. We're going to have access to God's life. And this is how you know, he concludes. So again, this is you know, fasting, right? We, gotta, we have to deny ourselves. Why? Because we are formed by our culture. Okay? And, and the culture of Our Lady of Mount Carmel is not yet strong enough to shape your hearts whole and entire. Okay? So, because we're formed by the world around us, we have to deny ourselves because it's the world around us that's forming us. Yeah, so we have to deny ourselves in that space. Yeah, and especially the space of our own desires and wants and dreams and plans even, right? And all the rest. We have to, we have to be disciplined in the denial of ourselves so as to embrace the cross of Christ. We want him to, we want him to write the story of our lives. And the story of our lives goes through the cross. It goes through his cross and then our coming to embrace his cross and live according to that plan in our lives. So what what do I mean by that? I mean that Jesus here is living the life of total self-giving. This image of Jesus on the cross, much like the foot washing image of Jesus, is about total self-giving. Self-giving love, the power, the victory of self-giving love. That's what we're looking at. We're going to embrace that as well for ourselves and say, okay, I am going to live total self-giving. I am going to live radical generosity in, in reflection of the God in whose image I'm made, the God of radical generosity, the God of self-giving love. So I'm going to embrace that. I'm going to live that. And guess what? Living that means the cross. Living that means the cross. And so we, we ought not be surprised when we go and say, I'm going to live, I'm going to be as generous as I can be in everything, everything I think and say and do. 
And I'm going to adopt disciplines this Lent to help structure me in that way, right? To structure my life in that way, including fasting. Right? I'm going to deny myself some pleasures that I otherwise have not only full access to, but I have every legitimate right to. Yeah, I started thinking, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this, okay? I'm, is a dangerous one for me. But I started thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to have a condiment-free Lent. I love condiments. I love condiments, you know? It's like... Give me, that, give me that spice, whatever that spice is, that's what I want. I want some condiments, okay? So anyway, this is, I'm weird, okay? So, I don't know how I'm going to recover from this, but as a condiment-free land. Okay, so, the re, so, but I can deny myself some legitimate pleasures, yeah? If I'm denying myself some legitimate pleasures, then I'm receiving the message in myself, like in my body, I'm carrying around, I'm carrying around the message to myself that my life is not about pleasure, and it's not about the satisfaction of say, my desires and what I want at the time. Yeah, that means that I'm, I'm more and more prepared to follow Jesus on the way of self-giving because it's not, a, it's not about me. My life is not primarily about me. It's about loving God and, and loving my neighbor. So this is, the, this is the effect of fasting, right? And this is why Jesus says, whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. The more, the more we succumb to our desires, the more, the more we seek to satisfy every pleasure, we are losing our life. We're, in fact, losing our life, in part because we're becoming dissipated among the desires. We're losing any sense of self there is. We have no self-possession because we're giving ourselves so freely to all these different desires as, as they pop up. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So we give ourselves to, to Jesus. We go his way of self-giving. We allow that victory to take possession of us. We're freed from our, from our own desires and from the desire that our life should be about us. We're freed in order to be vehicles of God's great blessing to the world. Right? What profit is there to gain the whole world? What, what profit is there to have every, to every, every access to every condiment there is you know, and, and lose or forfeit himself? Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Exactly right. So we follow Jesus in faith today, and it's faith that binds us to him. It's faith that has him breathe his life into us. It gives access to him that he might breathe his life into us. And following him, him in faith, we're then prepared to live these lives of great and costly love that he's called us to.